Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. If we're going to use our time wisely, we have to learn to consult God first in all our future plans. That's what that whole passage is about. You can't go down and have your day timer, set your business plan out, how many things you're going to do, what you're going to do, how you're going to spend the business, what you're going to do, you're going to change jobs, move to a new city. What you, we can do all those kind of things. We live in a country where you can kind of do whatever you want. But if you're not consulting God, you're foolish. How could you possibly expect to be successful in any part of life by leaving God out of it? Today, Pastor Mark will encourage listeners to consider the Lord before everything you do. Whether it be a financial decision, career path, family vision, or even something as routine as your daily agenda. If God is not dictating the shape of your life, it can be very dangerous. The reality of life is that we will experience troubles. Who better to have guiding our steps through those things than Almighty God? Prayerfully consider how you might involve Jesus more into every area of your life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Ephesians as he continues with part one in his series entitled Unlimited Opportunities. Did I use my time wisely to expand the kingdom of God? Because that's really all that matters in our life. Now, when I begin to think about that, that opens up to me the third key. Here's the third key. Write it down this morning. What do I know about my future? What do we know about our future here in Melbourne and Sebastian, Orlando and Vieira? Here's what I know. We know our future includes everything needed for godly success. Everything needed for godly success. Now, I want you to go to a verse. It's, it's in the New Testament, almost to the end of your Bible, 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. So just, I'll give you a moment, all the campuses, just get your Bible, go all the way to the book of Revelation and start coming back a few, a few books. 2 Peter, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what do you mean? What do you mean godly success? We don't live with the world's value of success. The world's value of success is tied up with those P things, those P th power, possessions, pride, position. We, we don't live with those as success. Nothing wrong with those. But godly success is simply this, finding God's will and doing it. That, that's success. That's what I'm going to be called to account to. So here in 2 Peter, 
Peter gives this amazing principle, and you find it in verse 3. I'll read it out of the New Living Translation this morning. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Wow. Everything we need for accomplishing his will. Everything we need to do life right. Everything. Now, how does that happen? Notice it just doesn't come on a plate. It just doesn't come from opening the Bible. Notice the next words. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. In other words, everything that I need to do life right has been given to me once I become a follower of Jesus Christ. So again, same principle to those of you that as a moment, God doesn't live in your heart. Now, David would write an amazing psalm. You know this one, Psalm 23. I just want to look at this one verse quickly this morning. Notice what David says. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. You're going to see today, what do you want? You don't have to be in want because God is going to provide what you need. There will be no lack in our life. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to get three Cadillacs, a couple of Mercedes, the new BMW, whatever. You hear that garbage on TV. He's talking about whatever you need in your life, whatever I need in my life, to accomplish the will of God, which is all about, let's see, hmm, three things. Could we name them this morning? There we are. That's what it's about. So David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Let me just say it this way. If the Lord isn't your shepherd, you're in want. You're empty. You're lonely. You're guilty. And you're afraid to die. You should be. But once the Lord becomes our shepherd, he promises us everything we need to do life right. Now, one time the children of Israel as a nation, failed to enter the promised land. So God said to them, you're going to have to travel 40 years in the wilderness. At the end of that 40 years, Moses writes this. The Lord your God in Deuteronomy has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey through the vast desert. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you, and you have lacked nothing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Let me ask you something this morning. You need wisdom today? You've got it, if you're a Christ follower. You need direction this morning? You've got it, if you're a Christ follower. Do you need stamina to stick with it today? You've got it through God. Do you need hope because of the report you just got? What's coming tomorrow? If you're a Christ follower, You've got it. Do you need the power to forgive? You've got it. You see, whatever you need, God will provide to do the things he's called you and I to do. Now, there's a great verse in the Bible. You might want to write it down, just the verse, Psalm 6511. You see it. Notice what it says. You crowned the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. That's amazing. What a promise from God. So understand today, this simply means this. 
that when I become a Christ follower, God puts within me, since all of us are unique, he puts within me everything I need to accomplish his will. So there is no lack in my life, no lack. If I'm a Christ follower, no lack. And so give me your excuses for not doing what God's asked you to do. Sorry, I don't accept them because they're not valid. Well, I don't have this in Bessemer, you don't know who I am, and you, I don't accept them. Because everything I need to do what he asked me to do, I'm not you and you're not me, God's provided. No lack, no excuses. That's huge. That's huge. Now, number four, because of that, number four, understand this principle. We know our future has unlimited possibilities. Pastor Mark, how in the world can you say that? Well, because of the verse that we just read. If I have everything I need from God to accomplish his will, then I know I serve a God who is, well, way above my abilities. And that means that whatever he has planned for me, it's unlimited. Whatever he has planned for me, it's going to be possible because of God. Now, you're close by. Go a little more toward the middle of your New Testament, not too far, and go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Now, as you get there, go down to verse 20, right here in good old Melbourne. Those of you watching by the internet, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And I want you to understand this promise in connection with the one we just talked about. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Here's what it says. Now, all glory to God, so we know that this is going to be about God, not you and me. God who is able through his mighty power, so whatever we're going to accomplish is going to be through God and his power, notice, at work within us, at work within me to accomplish, here it is, infinitely more than we might ask or think. In other words, whatever you think God would do through your life, You can't even imagine what he wants to do. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's really not about what we accomplish. It's what God accomplishes through us. So that means that the future that I have, your future, is is pregnant with possibilities. It's unlimited what's ahead of us. Now, I'm going to say, I'm going to give you some biblical characters and tell you what they did that seemed impossible to them, but it was all part of God's plan, and he allowed them to do it. Now, when we read Bible characters, I'll just mention a couple. Daniel, David, Abraham, Moses, you know, we we mention these characters and go like, well, cool, but they're like biblical characters. Pastor Mark, I'm not even a pastor. I'm just a person out here. Hello, we're all equal. You take God from any of us, we're exactly the same. We're just helpless people who can't do life. That's why we want to do life. That's our whole slogan here, doing life together with God. So watch what I read. I won't have time to document them, but you remember this. Noah built the ark. Where did he get the plans? God. Where was the wood? God had it. Where was the flood coming? There'd never been rain. People said, you're an idiot. He built it. Anyway, did the rain come? Oh, it came. Abraham left his home, 
to go to a land he didn't know where it was going to. He just followed by faith and established the nation of Israel. Joseph, who had been kidnapped and enslaved, became the second in command in Egypt. Joseph, who had been done so badly by his relatives, had the ability to forgive them. Hmm. Moses' parents hid him in spite of danger for them. Moses chose God instead of fame and riches. He left Egypt, led the children to the promised land. Joshua takes over, and he marches the people around the walls of Jericho, and they fall down. Rahab hid the spies. Gideon defeated the Midianites. David defeated nine-foot-six Goliath with a stone and a sling. And then when we get to the New Testament, the disciples, those 12 funky guys, turned the world upside down for Jesus. You see, these were not perfect people, far from it, but they weren't saved, they weren't just satisfied, they weren't just stuck. Are you saved and satisfied and stuck today? I want you to understand what I'm going to say to you. You might think this is strange. One of the roles for a pastor is to take people from here to there. One of the roles for a pastor is to encourage people to move from here to there. Because much of the church is saved, satisfied, and stuck here, doing their things, not thinking about the world. And because they're saved, satisfied, and stuck, we discover today that the world looks at us And we actually become much like the world. Our value of success has really nothing to do with God. It's what the world does. How many cars do we have, TV, business, all those things are fine. But our goal, my goal here, through God, is to move you from here to there. Because if you remain here, you will never accomplish what God wants for you in your life. And if you never accomplish it, not only are you unfulfilled but you don't touch the world for Jesus Christ. The steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered by the Lord. He knows where you need to be. You go up, that's like impossible. No, it isn't. Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them intently. He's looking at you this morning and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, Everything is possible. Read that last line with me out loud. Here we go. But with God, everything is possible. Well, how much is everything? Well, Pastor Mark, maybe in his life or her life, but not my life. No excuses. In your life, everything is possible. Listen to Beth Moore. All human attempts to define God cannot but help minimize him. We somehow want the neatly packaged God and make everything about him explainable. We decide that what's not explainable isn't plausible. We try to make God behave and fit into our textbooks. We want him to calm down. And not, you're saying that about me right now. We want him to calm down and not be so godish. We decide we will only believe what we can humanly reconcile in our minds. But do you remember the verse? He's able to do infinitely more than we can 
ask or think. I'm here to disturb you. That's my goal. And somebody said, good job. Praise God. <laughs> my goal is to disturb you so that if you do arrive, you will look back and go, best year of my life because I followed God. If you don't move, it'd be like every other year. By the way, some of you think, well, it stopped. No, it hasn't stopped. He has much more because it isn't about buildings. It isn't about square feet. It's about, let's see if we can remember. So understand today, when you start looking from God's viewpoint, and I can speak as a grandparent or a parent, any of you that are grandparents and parents, the most important thing in your life should be this, that when your kids and grandkids die, they spend eternity with you in heaven. Nothing else matters. I don't care what college they go to. I don't care who they marry. I don't care how much riches they have or don't have. Nothing else. I want my kids and grandkids in heaven with me. That's why we're doing all of these things. That's why we teach our kids the Bible from a young age. So as you understand this today, I want you to look at me at all four of our campuses right now. I want you to look at me right in my eyes right here. God wants to do impossible things through you, believe it. Don't listen to the lies of Satan. Quit making excuses. And you listen, we'll talk about this next week, to the voice of God. Get out of being saved, satisfied, and stuck. You've been there for years. It's miserable. We sang an amazing song this morning. Change me from the inside out. Looking around here, we all look pretty good. From God's viewpoint, many of you, it's sad. You've never accomplished, even come close, not scratch the surface of what God wants to do in your life. I have to remain fresh. See, before I disturb you, God disturbs me. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> all week long. See, when, that, when God disturbs me, I disturb the staff. <laughs> Some of them are here. They're laughing right now. They're putting their head down is what they're doing right now. All right. Let me give you number five quickly. <laughs> number five. Very quickly. Number five. We know our future starts today. We know our future starts, to, starts today. I'm going to do this very quickly. I want to read to you a passage, and I want you to listen to me. The book of James says this. Now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this city or that city and we'll spend a year there carrying on business and making money. The next verse says, why, you don't even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So, so what is this verse all about? This is about a person who's making plans for tomorrow setting goals, business goals, going to make a profit, knows where he's going, what he's going to do, how long he's going to go. Those are all good things. 
don't get me wrong. The Bible encourages planning, goal setting, and of course, making a profit. All the elders and pastors give me their goals every year to me. So it's a very good thing. But this person, let me read it to you again. Listen to you who say, today or tomorrow, we'll go to this or that city. We'll spend a year there. We'll carry on business. We'll take a vacation here. We'll do this. We'll expand the business. We'll buy this car. We'll do this kind of thing in this home. And here's what we'll do. And we're going to make money. And then God says to them, well, there's a problem. You've left something out. Verse 15 said, instead, you ought to say, if it's the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. I want you to write this down. If we're going to use our time wisely, we have to learn to consult God first in all our future plans. That's what that whole passage is about. You can't go down and have your day timer, sit your business plan out, how many things you're going to do, what you're going to do, how you're going to spend the business, what are you going to do, you're going to change jobs, move to a new city. What you, we can do all those kind of things. We live in a country where you can kind of do whatever you want. But if you're not consulting God, you're foolish because of this. We don't know what's coming tomorrow. One day, your tomorrow will never come. So what should I do? Well, I should learn to live today because that's the only day I have. Enjoy living today. In other words, spend your time with God and people. Nothing else matters. Those of you that want to do life alone, I feel really sorry for you. And one of the things that we have to be careful of is we plan so much for the future that we forget to live today. I like to watch Dr. Oz, my wife and I do, talking about all the health stuff. And pretty soon, we're, we're looking at all the health stuff, and boom, I drop dead tomorrow. Now, it doesn't mean you go out and eat big steak today and throw your medicine away, and like, hallelujah, we have enough funerals. Don't do that. But we want to live today. And I want you to see a statement from this amazing writer in 1577. Look what he says. Disturb us, Lord, when we are too well pleased with ourselves. When our dreams have come true because we've dreamed too little. And when we arrive safely because we simply sailed too close to the shore. Disturb us. Lord, that's what God wants for you, and that's what God wants for me. There's a life before us of unlimited possibilities with God. We know that our future has unlimited possibilities, especially when God is a centerpiece of our future. Today we learn from Pastor Mark how to approach our time on earth today while also considering our future. We must consider God when we consider everything in our future. If He's not dictating our future, we will never get the most out of life. How can you more involve God in your life today and in your future? You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. 
Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. What does it mean to truly follow Christ? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach listeners that no one can follow Jesus part-time and be successful. The call is a radical one and requires real discipline and commitment. Your future as a Christ follower starts today. Do not fall into the traps of this world and delay your response to follow Him. He wants your heart today, tomorrow, and every day. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is given